You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And welcome to season three and episode number 183 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, pre recording day is Thursday, August 10th, for rebroadcast, rebroadcast on Friday, August 11th. Yeah, that came out a little weird, didn't it? <laughs> and according to the Weather Network, it seems that tomorrow will be a wonderfully sunny day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host. The eager beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver, and with me as always is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Covered Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a quick Friday morning nibble for you, but before we do anything else, let's ask our friend, Mr. Grizzly, how his mental health will be tomorrow, and uh, <laughs> say hello, Mr. Grizzly. Time travel for us, please. Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. I am going to guess that my mental state will be pretty good tomorrow because I'm uh, going to see the Barbie movie tonight, and I will be decked out with a bright pink shirt. Ooh, la, 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 la. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. look at this. Yeah. That's a new um, a new little branding thing that you've got there with uh, mostly red. This and, is uh, for mobile. Yeah, it's, it's for the mobile system because this is a mobile handheld mic. It's This is a vocal stage mic. And uh, yeah, just a smaller smaller logo. A smaller I logo. like it. It's a little zombie. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it very much. It's cute. It's very cute. I like all the red. Okay. Um, 
Well, um, yesterday we talked about the Auditor General's report. Today we're going to take a little break from it because we're going to do a special show on the weekend. Uh, well, we'll talk more about that. So today we'll just do with regular <clears throat> non-Auditor General looking into seedy things um, news. But before we do, because I do want to touch on it a little bit because one of the usual suspects, Brian Lilly, uh, is out there today uh, doing his usual things. Now, Brian Lilly has two go-to moves, right? One, mm -hmm. when you're criticizing him, he will direct you back to the article he wrote and say, read the article, as if you didn't read the article before commenting. That's because he's, he's got nothing. That's because he's got nothing. He got nothing. Yeah. The other thing that he does is he just dismisses something out of from the with the back of his hand. No, it's not. That's totally untrue. That's inaccurate. And doesn't use the opportunity to proactively volunteer why or how it is inaccurate mm -hmm. or not true. Bit of it's, an arse, isn't he? It's not true because Brian Lilly said so. So he has this article out right now that uh, says. <laughs> or titled Lily plenty of greenbelt opposition is driven by lies not facts because Brian Lilly is known to be a champion of facts and apparently the issue that Brian Lilly is taking with, issue with the issue he's taking issue with see this is why I hit the depth is so deep the, the I, I hate these types of words but apparently the thing that Brian Lilly is taking issue with is the fact that people are saying that the lands were taken out of the Greenbelt last year and were privately owned pieces of property that had been, sorry, um, that the lands that were taken out of the Greenbelt were taken out of there and Ford gave them away or sold them off. Nobody said that. That's not even the issue. No, nobody even said that, though. Like, that's not the issue at all. You're right. It's like, it's a, God, man. It's not... The issue. He's um, trying to create a new issue to distract from the actual issue. Yeah. Let's take something that the issue is clearly not, that nobody is saying it is, or if some people are, because some people are saying, oh, Doug Ford sold the land and profit like this. But if that's an uninformed opinion, that's fine. The issue is what the Auditor General said. Mm -hmm. The Auditor General did not say <laughs> that Ford sold or gave away the land. What she no. said is that this was not a defensible process. And not at all. Really that there was no process. No real process. No. At all. Right? And and then it goes, of course, like we have to build or not build, right? That everybody got that media line. Oh yeah. Choice build or not build. Okay, yes. But nobody has a problem with build or no build because we know that you have to build. But once you make that one binary choice of build or not build, then you have a whole rainbow. Of choices mm -hmm. as to how to build, where to build, and what build. to whom will you be offering this, what the Auditor General called preferential treatment and favoritism which you should not be offering at all. No, no. That is the issue. So you have um, Brian Lilly, when he posts these things and says, look at the facts. Um, 
well, Brian Lilly, first of all, can't keep facts straight. And he also needs a better copy editor. And he needs a conscience. So, Mr. Grizzly, can we put a couple of things up? Sure. sure. Okay. So, we'll just take four little snippets from his article. And since he needs a copy editor, copy editor, I thought I would volunteer. So, his first little snippet... Oh, yeah. Hopefully, well, I, I see it here. So, yeah. No. You do? Okay. Oh. Hopefully, we'll come it? up for the kids. Um, I, no, no, I can't see it on the screen, but hopefully, we'll come up for the kids. Um, much of the resistance to the Ford gov- quote, much of the resistance to the Ford government's Greenbelt decision is based on the false premise that they sold off or gave away government land. So, uh, of course, you have to cross out false and mm-hmm. you have to put totally true. Mm-hmm. Then you got to remove government land. And replace it with Greenbelt land after it had promised in an election to not touch it following public uproar at the idea when it was expressed years earlier. We're not going to touch that's, the Greenbelt. That's you don't the want issue. us to touch it. We're not going to touch it. How many times did he say that? Yeah. Yeah. So much of the resistance to the Ford, that sentence, much of the resistance to the Ford government's Greenbelt decision is based on the false premise that they sold off or gave away government land should be rewritten to read, much of the resistance to the Ford government's Greenbelt decision is based on the totally true premise that they sold off or gave away Greenbelt land after it had promised in an election not to touch it following public uproar at the idea when it was expressed years earlier. Mm -hmm. And now that we have an Auditor General report, that the whole process was shady as fuck. Oh, yeah. As we could all see with our own eyes. As it was happening mm. in real time, that's why the three leaders of the op- three leaders of the opposition asked her to investigate this. And of course, while he's saying that this is a totally legal policy decision, that's another one of his tweets. Uh, the policy decision may have been totally legal, but uh, what was not legal again was the process. Mm-hmm. No consultation, no environmental assessment, no, no financial assessment. And people paying 21% interest for tracts of land on which nothing could be built at the time in a time where interest rates were close to zero. But that's not people choosing at all. Choosing to pay 21% interest. That's that's totally normal, right? Which is a, a totally sound business decision when there should be no prospects whatsoever of you being able to do anything whatsoever with that land. And of course, um, I wonder who lent money to people at 21% interest to buy land for which there never should have been loaned because um, nothing should have been happening on these lands. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought that that was a good deal? Maybe that's why it was 21% interest. There's it. I mean, I've read so much about this in the last two days, the level of corruption and, and Doug seemed to have been able to sidestep it because each reporter that was there yesterday for his press conference mm-hmm. was allowed to ask one question and one follow-up. I'm like, excuse me? No, that should not be the way. We should have unlimited time to ask unlimited questions because it's $8 billion that they're going to profit off of public lands. 
And he keeps insisting, well, we're building, we're building, we're building. Ontario's not building a damn thing. Private developers are, number one. Number two, it is on land that is not meant to be developed, nor does it need to be, because there's already land set aside the size of Paris, France, a city of 12 million people, mm-hmm. well, where they could put 1.5 million. Yep. And you're leading into the next clip, if you would put it up there. From the article, in her report Wednesday, Auditor General Bonnie Lissick put forward the opinion that the government didn't need to take the 7,400 acres out of the Greenbelt that there is already enough available land to build houses on. That's her opinion, not a statement of fact, and it ignores several other factors. Rewrite. That's her objective finding of fact following a thorough investigation, and this regardless of several other factors. Yeah, that's she didn't make that up. He's just not an opinion. completely lying to you. Well, that's another conservative move, right? When you say something that's a fact, then they say, oh, no, that's an opinion. No, no, th- no, this is a fact. It's a well-documented, well-known fact by various levels of governments, both provincial and municipal. So the fact that I'm saying that Brian Lilly is lying, mm-hmm. he would come back and say, well, that's your opinion. It's like, no, that's not my no. opinion. That's a fact. Because no, when you compare fact. what you said to what the actual truth is, it doesn't match up. Which means well, it's a lie. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to into his personal private life when it comes to who he's sleeping with. That's his business. Except the problem with it is who she is in the Ford government. Mm-hmm. That's the concern, right? And th- there's a whole bunch of unethical around that, too. So, oh. I mean, he's, he's just in a terrible place to be. Terrible place to be writing. So he has to try and spin it any way Doug wants him to is basically what I get out of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But I don't think I am on this one. Brian, 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 Brian. You'll write what we tell you to write. Hmm? Yeah. (laughs) Then he goes in and makes the argument again. He has to put it into, you can't bring that many new people to the province, to the GTA, and not build more housing. Of course we can. Nobody says that we can. If you want to argue, we should stop or slow down how many people come to Canada, make that argument, but we need more housing either way, which is an utterly irrelevant point because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, because nobody's taking issue with build or don't build, but rather where and how they build and to whom favoritism via intentional lack of process was granted. There you go. Thank you. And then the final little bit that he put in there is, this is not a giveaway, get rich quick scheme for developers. The province is looking to extract a hefty premium from the landowners. And this would be an excellent moment to inform you precisely of what that hefty premium consists of, but that would be committing journalism. So no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just going to say that there's a hefty premium that's being extracted. I'm just going to leave it at that. He's just going to spin what Dougie wants him to spin is what it boils down to in the end. Just it, like I, Really? Come on. Yeah, just, just like he says, it's inaccurate, but won't tell you how or why. Mm-hmm. He says that there's a hefty, pre- hefty premium, but he won't tell you anything about what that hefty premium is. How much it is, when it's applied, what are the conditions, when does he get it, have any extra premiums already have been extracted, and do we have the money in the coffers for that already? Well, and as we said yesterday... These uh, are all facts that he investigative journalists like Brian Lilly. Well, well, as we said yesterday on the show, they seem, to think, they seem to think that the only place to build in the province of Ontario is in the Greenbelt. You know, between uh, Toronto... That's an opinion. Yeah. That's an opinion. That's I mean, opinion. that 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 if Bonnie Lissick's thing that there's plenty of space is an opinion, that the fact that we must absolutely build here in these tracts of lands is also an opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how much space do we have between Toronto and Ottawa? Lots of little towns and, and small cities along the way, but lots of, I mean, look at Kingston alone. 
Mm-hmm. Kingston could easily handle another two, 300,000 people over oh, yeah. the next five years. All they have to do is just start building, and Kingston has place to build. And guess what? They can just start building up. Up. Yeah, there's lots of uh, three-story or shorter buildings here. So let's wow. let's build bigger. Let's go up. Let's build up. One of the things I suggested when they when they so when this was released yesterday, people were losing their shit over it. Understandably so. I did. One of the things I heard somebody say, well, why don't we look into this therm spa thing at uh, at Ontario Place? And instead of building a spa, why don't we build housing there? I'm like, well, if we're going to build housing there, let's do the completed vision of Habitat 67 that Moshe Safdie came up with, the entire thing. Why not? Why not do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, a, a architect today by, you know, by today's standards. Mm-hmm. He builds stuff all around the world. He's a great Canadian. He, he, he did our uh, National Gallery of Canada. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get his vision realized and we could build that where you could held, build entire communities that go both up and out and everybody gets a garden, everybody gets a space. It's not a balcony. Why wouldn't that be entertained? Like, I mean, really, why no couldn't they not. entertain that? Yep. No reason. No reason why not. Oh, I know That's why. Fine. I know why. I know why. Because it has to be built in the green belt by any one of the families who bought all the land along the upcoming Highway 413. That's why. Because it has to be built in a certain spot by certain specific people. Exactly. And all of that was predetermined before. See, the thing is, is that when you make your totally legal policy decision, your totally legal policy decision is we're going to build because we have asylum seekers Mm -hmm. and immigrants and refugees coming and we're short staffed for everything. (laughs) That's the totally legal policy decision, a decision that. We are going to build on this plot and 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 this plot. And this plot. Uh, 19 of the 21 plots that are chief of staff that I personally handpicked. And the here, housing minister, this is your chief of staff, housing minister, who I also picked, um, like this, and man, to whom I gave mandate letters that nobody else could see, of course. Um, that he hid away and fought for years to keep hidden. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's a whole new set of mandate letters that came after the last election. You think? Right? And, and we haven't seen, seen this either. from the first. Yeah. So, yeah. so we haven't seen those either. So in this totally normal, transparent process that everybody always uses where we do that, we're going to pick plots of land and we're going to pick specific developers who suddenly are not Doug's friends. Because mm-hmm. I remember when it was the stag and doe. They were all No, there. no, these are my friends. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, no, I'm not I friends don't know them. any of them. I don't know them at all. Doug, uh, Doug we've got the tape. <laughs> let's, tape. Let's go to the tape. Anyone? Oh, look at that. Doug, you're caught lying to us once again. Once again. Mm-hmm. Um, Your yeah. pants are on fire, Doug. Yep. So um, the, the machine is out there. It's uh, working as they hope it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, our job is not to fall for the BS. Did you uh, happen to catch um, Black Bolt last night? 
Uh, I did not, but David Wallace was on it. And oh, and David was pissed. I this was this was fiery David Wallace. He went off, and I was I was like applauding the whole time. He went off, and this is the man who was in the know. This is the man who was in the know. And he says, look, this is on my conscience. I'm the one who set this up. You know, I introduced these people to these people. He goes, I wear that. I fully accept that. But if we don't do something to stop these criminals, these wannabe mob bosses, we're going to lose our country. And mm -hmm. I agree with him. Because look what they're doing. They're, they're doing it right in our face. And how much do you want to bet that that therm place mm -hmm. ends up being a spawn casino? That's why they're building all that parking, and that's why they need so much land for just a spa. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. It's like, sure, it's going to be a big spa, but you don't pack people into a spa. And wait a minute, $450 million of public funds for an underground parking structure? Hold on a second now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're putting a casino in there, aren't you, Doug? It's a Trojan horse. It's not a spa. It's, or it's... Yeah. It, it's, you know that joke I keep on telling about the, those men that tell their wives that they're going to Buddy's place to watch the game and have a couple of brewskis, but while they're there, the game just happens to be on TV, and yeah, they had a couple of brewskis, but they also called in a couple of um, um, people who provide pleasure and spent the afternoon doing things with them much more than they spent time drinking beer and watching the game. But, I mean, but the, the game was on and there was beer. So line by they were friends watching the game and having some beer. We're just not going to talk about all the other things that we were doing while we were there. Line by omission is still lying to create a completely different impression of how the afternoon went down. Mm -hmm. Sins of omissions are lies. Oh yeah. Deliberate intentional sins of omissions are lies because you edit the full truth so that the image presented is different than it actually is and people think that you are better than you are. They're just sins a bunch of, of omissions are lies. It's a nice little word for it. Oh, I oh, I omitted to say that I misspoke. You lied. You lied. Lied. And you lied and lied and lied. And you did it live on television yesterday in a presser. Yep. I don't know these people. We have to build houses. We're building houses. We choose to build because people need places to live. People can't afford to buy in downtown Toronto. Oh, right. So we're going to build out in the middle of nowhere where there's absolutely no infrastructure that apparently the developers are going to pay for. But we know that isn't true. That always gets handed over to the municipality. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I know. I have friends who work for developers. I know how this game is played. I have mm. inside information. Believe mm. me, we'll all get mm. stuck with the bill. And mm. they'll make look like bandits in the meantime. Mm -hmm. All right. That's enough about them for now. Because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Premier Porky Pig tomorrow. That's all, folks. We're going to go off on Doug on Saturday. It's not all Premier Porky Pig. Now, um, on Wednesday, Mister Grizzly, mm -hmm. um, because I couldn't join the show, you mentioned something that was 
particularly delicious. Mm. Uh, I believe it had something to do with the fact that our prime minister, who has asked for um, some privacy while his family is going through a very tough time, which mm. uh, of course every conservative uh, in Canada, uh, in the United States, in the UK, in Russia, <laughs> wherever in the world, because most of these comments are not coming from Canada, have no. decided that um, no, uh, we are not going to do that. And then of course decided that, oh, well, if you wanted privacy, why are you putting pictures up there? Because of course, please respect my privacy means when you translate it into conservatism, I am going to become an invisible hermit for the foreseeable yeah. future. And if ever you see me pop my head out, attack me. Yeah. That's, that's seems to be what they believe it is. And it's like, there were a lot of people that I just went off on yesterday on the Twitter and, and I followed threads of people going, you don't seem to understand the difference between consent and privacy. Privacy means you do not invade their private lives. If they're out in public and they decide to share an image that they took because they were having fun as a family, that's not an invasion of privacy. They are giving you consented information. They've consented to doing this in public. Privacy means don't pry into our lives when it comes to our children, when we're talking about the divorce or separation that we're going through. Respect our privacy means if you invade us, you're doing so without our consent. If I post a picture of myself with my friends or family, that's a consenting, that's consenting individuals to that. And anybody can do that. Respect my privacy does not mean I'm going to live like a hermit. It means don't pry into my private life. Right. I can, I can share anything about my life that I choose to. When you pry into it, you're not respecting my privacy. And they don't seem to understand the difference. They do not seem to understand that. Is it a lack of critical thinking? Or is it just... If it's not in your interest to understand. If you're mm -hmm. not paid to understand. Yeah. If That's the true. corner you're working as you're hiking up your skirt depends on you not understanding. And we'll get to there because I chose corner working for a specific yeah, for a reason. reason. Yeah, of course. Now, of course, because the prime minister went out with his son to go see Barbie, he decided to balance it out. The, the man dared, 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 I tell you, to go see two movies in one week. And of course, this provoked a meltdown. Oh so God. here he is with his 14-year-old mm -hmm. daughter, Ella Grace, balancing things out, Oppenheimer with Ella. So he goes to see Barbie with his son, dressed in pink, Oppenheimer with Ella, not dressed in pink. Right? But what did uh, I'm guessing, I haven't seen that. I'm guessing that there's a subliminal STEM message in girls there, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So, um, yeah. So, again, people predictably lost their minds uh, calling uh, the movie Crop Toppenheimer. Oh, my God. She's 14 years old, you sick, twisted perverts. Yep. And who's the, and the sickest? Sickest, sickest of them all, my friend. Slap happy? How did you know? I was just guessing. I figured it would be. Put it up there, Mr. I haven't read. Oh, I don't, I don't see it. No, sorry. I'll give me a couple of seconds. Yep. This guy, who you can always count on to live down to expectations. 
Please read I'm told it. His Mr. account was suspended. Oh my! I don't want to read that. I'm, I, I know I have to, but oh my god! Okay, so Mark Slapinski, uh, Mark at Mark underscore Slapinski S L A P I N S K I. Justin Trudeau's daughter looks like a twenty dollar prostitute. Gross. Okay, first of all, gross you. Mark Slapinski, I will defer to your immense and deep expertise in all matters related to being gross. Number two. Number two. Dude, we're going to talk prostitutes? What are you doing? What are you doing right there? That is you standing on your right wing, rage bait corner lifting up your skirt so high that the whole fucking world is your gynecologist. Jesus, what an asshole. Prostituting yourself. She's a 14-year-old girl. You are sexualizing a 14-year-old girl. RCMP, OPP, anywhere, whatever province this father mucker is in, look at his browser history. Oh, yeah. These are telltale signs. This guy is not normal. He wishes that people have AIDS. He has, he wishes that everybody's gay and he takes children and says they look like prostitutes, prostitutes. I believe we would call that pedos and grooming. Isn't that what they always say? Out of all the things he could say that a 14 year old girl looks like, yeah. And Look. you know this guy would never have the courage to say this to the Prime Minister's face because, number one, he'd lose a couple of teeth really damn quickly and nobody yes, would convict would. the Prime Minister. No. There's not a parent in this country that would want to see another parent go to trial for knocking the block off of an obnoxious asshole like that who called his 14-year-old child a prostitute. Now, not a parent in this country. And say, well, I didn't call her a prostitute. I just said that she looks like one. Yeah, and you tweet like one, you whore. That's that's how you get punched in the face. That, that and, and somebody is going to do it because that, that's crossing a big line. Exclude the crude, the crude language, but that's when, like, when a husband cheats on his wife, says, "I didn't fuck her; she only gave me head." Pardon the crude language. It's not a good look. Uh, what the hell is wrong with these people? Because they just lowering the bar. His son, right? Remember what his son was, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so glad you're gay. Is this your new husband? So yeah, let's just go in a little casual incest right there, right? Like this. And now, now that we've now that we've put the message out that Trudeau is banging his son, let's just say that his daughter's a prostitute. So here I am, so like, okay, and, and then, of course, they had these other tweets, right? And it's like, oh, well, he took the boy to Barbie, and he took the L at Oppen- Oppenheimer, and they didn't go at the same time. What, do the kids hate each other? Yes, because out of the whole thing, right, it, it couldn't possibly be, could, maybe the kids have different interests. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that how do you go to, you usually don't go to two movies in the same day. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also the fact that, um, Maybe the father of a family that's going through some type of breakup 
wants to spend individual time one on one mm-hmm. with each of his children. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that'll be able to weigh in on that comment. Uh, I'll be watching the chat because this is a recording, of course. Um, this this will be airing, of course. Uh, well, it's live right now at 7 a.m. On, on a Friday morning. And I'm going to be watching the chat because I'm curious to hear the response for parents, um, single and otherwise, on how they feel about uh, Slipinski, first off, and what's their take on, you know, maybe as a parent who's going through a separation, he wants some one-on-one time with his children individually. Like, does that stop? I'm not a, a, a child of, of divorce, maybe, so I don't know. And maybe the kids benefit from one-on-one specific time with each parent during this specific time? There's times when I've gone out to dinner with just my mom. Times when I go out for beer with just my dad. One-on-one time with your parents is, you know, it's, it's, that's not out of the ordinary. And these are children who are going through a very public, uh, their, their parents are going through a very public separation. So, you know. Maybe they have questions. Maybe they have questions mm. that should be answered one-on-one without any of the siblings around or somebody else interrupting and whatnot. Maybe some of the questions, given one's 15, one's 14, and the other one's 8, are maybe age-sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like, we don't know, but it's certainly not difficult to rub two brain cells together and get a spark and try to figure out what potential, normal, everyday, human reasons could exist to explain any of this behavior as opposed to going to the worst thing. Now, of course, now the Trudeau family has three children. So he's taken Xavier to a movie and Ella Grace to a movie. So um, of course, all the clamoring of like, well, he's got three kids. I guess he doesn't love the other one because he didn't take him to a movie. Hasn't started yet. No. Give, give it a moment. But, uh, it, but his third child is also eight. So, yeah, so neither Oppenheimer or Barbie would be appropriate. So here we go. This is what somebody asked. Um, he's busy watching the movies and working on Team Barbie. Notice how he didn't see Sound of Freedom, which a lot. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. But, but, but here we go. Mr. Grizzly, if you'll put it up there. Um, for the people wondering that, yeah, he would have taken Hadrian to see Sound of Freedom, Poodle, Poodle but uh, y'all already used your attack past on him when your brain's liquefied after he went trick-or-treating in pink as a character from Paw Patrol. So, uh. mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, don't let the, the PM dressed as Superman remelt what remains of your brains right now. I thought that was pretty good. You're doing a Clark Kent, right? I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty good. So, um... <sighs> These people are trying to exhaust you. Well, I'm not going to let them. Some days I will be exasperated to the point of, I just got to unplug and take a couple of days away. And then other days you just fire me up. Yeah. And then just to go show that there's international, because we get the world's biggest pustulant asshole, um, (laughs) Pierce Morgan. Morgan. I'm glad I'm not Canadian. That's like, yeah, we're glad too, motherfucker. We're glad too. And then he, and then he continues. Oh, I've gotten mm. so much love and support for all the Canadians. Well, number one, most of those are not Canadians, buddy. <laughs> First of all, uh, number two, there are 40 million of us. Um, and I'm sure probably not even a million of us have written to you. And of those of us who have written to you, uh, all the comments were not positive. I know because I sent you one. 
Yeah, I, I, I did. I just, I, <laughs> I said, when you have to break about the size of your follower count, that's some serious SDE. Take the L on this one, bud. You earned it. Yeah. And you know what SDE yeah. is, right? So, uh, yeah, Pierce, uh, don't you have some mixed race royal who decided that after one date with you, she didn't want to see you again to bash? Or are you just diversifying your portfolio? From one mixed race person to you, <laughs> asshole. Um, Did you see when he had was it Chelsea Handler on his show? Oh, a couple years she back, ruined him. She tore him a new one. Oh yeah, she she doesn't take shit. No, Chelsea no. Handler. She told him point blank, "You're an asshole," right to his face on his yep. show, and they aired it. Yeah. Yep. And then, as you mentioned on the show, we have. Um, Evita Polyev mm-hmm. or Melanieida <laughs> Polyev doing voiceover on a lovely commercial that, as you mentioned, appropriately and quite astutely, Mr. Grizzly is quite effective. But, um, you know, uh, they're turning around and, you know, they're trying to make him sound like such a wonderful guy because they're trying to soften his image, right? So it's like, he's warm, he's kind, he's empathetic, and he listens. And these values motivated this contrasting ad about PP being a good family man at the very same time that his main opponent, who's been a good family man for way longer because his oldest kid is 15, and I don't know how old Pierre's is, but judging by the commercial, probably still in diapers, uh, mm-hmm. and is separating from his spouse. Yeah, because yeah, we're to, trying to make a play out of that. And we put this contrasting ad stick in the knife, right mm-hmm. in the around the kidney area, you know, while mm-hmm. the prime minister's back is turned, just give him a punch in there and then stick the knife in there and then twist that little knife in the kidneys like this, right? As he's going through a separation, this is the time I'm going to say that I'm the family man because I'm warm and I'm kind. And I'm empathetic, and I listen. The uh, one comment I saw was, "This will get every woman in Canada to vote for him." I'm like, "Oh, come on!" Everyone, one ad, one ad's going to change it. Every woman in Canada, except for the woman like that one we saw in Belleville, who was like yelling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This everything on every other woman that's not a woman like that. Went dry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and, and you know that the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is it's like <laughs> something James pointed out in, in an article he wrote was um, this is going to fall flat with a lot of families across the country because a lot of families across the country are going through or have gone through what Justin and Sophie Gregoire are going through. I keep on saying it again. All your friends who are divorced are looking at you and thinking you're kind of a dick and all of us who are yeah. children of broken families are looking at you and we're thinking you're kind of assholes. He's going to rub his good family values in the face of everybody. And it's going it, to, it's, it's an effective ad, but it's going to backfire on him because it's just more phony shit out of him. I'm kind and I'm empathetic. Watch me stick After the knife in said- my, watch me stick the knife between the shoulder blades of my opponent as his family is being shattered because I'm kind. 
kind and empathetic is not the words I would use to describe a man who said that diversity, equity, and inclusion is garbage. Or that indigenous people just need to develop a stronger work ethic. And you know, because he is one of servitude, according to Sarah Fisher, mm-hmm. goes right back into that whole mm-hmm. Christo-fascist religious movement, Christian dominionism that wants to take over our democracy. Yes, And they're starting at the grassroots level by entering into municipal politics. Yes, the doctrine of servitude rather than being of public service. Servitude mm-hmm. to an ideal that's already been decided for you as opposed to public service that is timely for the times and developed in real time now. Mm-hmm. Servitude to peer pressure from dead people. Effectively. Right. I'm just... <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. There is nothing sacred. There is no, nothing. Somebody turned around and said... My God, there's no bottom. These people no, have no. no bottom. To which my comment was, maybe that's their problem. <laughs> maybe if they had a bottom or two, they'd be much happier people. Uh, I don't know how many bottoms would take the hit for the team with those people. <sighs> Sorry, just had a shudder go. <sighs> Yeah, understandable. Jeez. I can't. I know. I, know. I am just Don't worry. We're we're gonna we're gonna we got, we got a couple hours tomorrow. Uh, from we'll, we'll be we'll be live at nine, live stream at nine a.m. on a Saturday because it's a Saturday morning and you don't have to get up at seven a.m. I mean I'll be up I'll be up early anyway, but I'll get up and have had breakfast and been catching up on some reading so that when we go live we'll have some new data for you new information so if you if you can join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m we'll be there we'll be there we'll have things to say Mm -hmm. and we're not letting doug go he's going to get it we see you father rooker we see you um to end on good news yeah very 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 good news um South of us, mm-hmm. in the meth lab, in the state of Ohio. Um, yes, I saw that. Yes. That is good news. That's great news, yes. actually. There was a special election or referendum or plebiscite that took place um, yesterday. And uh, for some reason, um, it just came up out of the blue. And the reason why it came out of the blue is because this October, Ohio, like Michigan did and like Kansas State did, is going to have a ballot measure to confirm constitutionally abortion rights in the states. Now, Ohio is a state that has passed one of those six-week abortion laws, which their court has put on hold, mm-hmm. and now they're going to have this vote on them. Well, the threshold is 50% plus one. So the Republicans decided, in so before we hold that vote— Let's rush in another vote that seeks to raise the threshold for passing any vote on a constitutional measure, anyone, mm-hmm. not just ones on abortion, but all of them, to mm-hmm. 60%, because the abortion measure votes passed by 57%, 58%, and that kind of thing, right? Right? 
Mm -hmm. I guess. So um, let's just make it 60 and that way increase the chances of adding protection for abortion, protection for choice in our constitution here in, in Ohio. We, we were safe from that. Now, these are the very same people who during the last federal election, when they were uh, adding polling stations or changing, you know, you said you could vote by mail. Said, oh, you're changing the rules of the game in the middle of it. But, yeah. So let's just sneak in an extra referendum that you have to vote mm -hmm. for before we hold the other one to raise the threshold of the vote on the upcoming referendum that's already been announced. That, that's not trying to change the rules in the middle of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that people did decide to go up and vote and uh, that measure failed. Mm -hmm. 60%. <laughs> the the delicious irony is they hit the 60% the mm -hmm. there too. So even if they had raised it before this vote, still was they still yeah. would have lost. Mm -hmm. But 60, could, 60 was like, like, I would have loved to have seen 100, but it's almost mm -hmm. like 60 was the poetically perfect it, it is it is uh it is artistically uh, meritorious if you ask me uh, I mean, like, even the east german judge gave a 9.9 .9. yeah <laughs> i'm just saying uh so um it seems that uh ohio decided to troll their own republicans now here's the thing right how many Republicans do you think voted for this because i'm sure there are plenty of republicans that would like to put some uh measures on the ballot that would restrict other people's rights. And I'm sure they're not happy that they would have needed 60% for theirs as well. But of course they couldn't do that just singling out abortion because then it would have looked really bad and they probably would have lost with 80%, right? So, so they tried to be too cute by half. And But it's like everybody in the state was going to have their democratic rights eliminated, not just people that wanted abortion no, 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 with this move. Yeah, everyone. Yes. They, they will do or try anything <laughs> these oh, people yeah. but, it failed. With it, but it failed yeah. so now when that abortion vote comes in in august or november whenever it is it's still 50 percent. and if the vote to remove the threshold failed by 60 how much do you think that one's gonna fail by oh yeah mm -hmm. mm. way to go ohio way to go ohio send a message send a message again there are more of us than there are of them. All we have to do yes. is decide that That's we are good. going to enter the game again. Because a lot of us have checked out That's a while ago. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do indeed, sir. We do indeed. Yay. All right, kits and cubs and peeps and poops. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Crider, on the Crier Media Network. I do not know why I'm adding syllables today. <laughs> on the Crier. <laughs> Uh, we hope that you love listening to us because we loved making this for you. We loved it so much that we actually made two today. <laughs> Remember, and we're coming back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. That's tomorrow. love. That is love. <laughs> Something. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Let your peeps know about us because democracy is something that you do. Um, you know, yes, donate to the Red Cross. Yes, uh, if you meet an asshole that yells the F word on the street to you, if you happen to be rainbow, or even if you're not, report it. Do all those things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but if you're in Ontario, if you're in Ontario, you know when I say write letters, mm -hmm. write letters, 
for this write letters protest for the green belt thing, write letters in your own handwriting this is a protest i think even dean would support because you get out and protest doug on this one it's like come on that this is blatant crony corruption corporatism he's just being a bag man for yeah i mean there, this is this is the lowest that I've we ever know seen. There's never been anything more directly and obviously and blatantly and brazenly corrupt right. in all of this of. nation's history. And mm-hmm. at least if not Nothing in all the nation's history, at least in my lifetime, because you know, you can't say residential schools was certainly hell is hella corrupt. So I won't say <laughs> yeah, history, yeah. at least in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this with regard to business specifically, mm-hmm. well, and how our tax dollars are being abused. There we go. That's it right there. Never, That's it right there. Never, 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 never. This is greasy AF, corrupt AF, shady AF, all of it, all of it. It stinks mm-hmm. to high heaven. Right. Do right. The only way this guy, because this guy gave us all a middle finger, right? He said the buck stops here, and he said he accepts full responsibility, and then he spent an hour trying to justify and explain. If you're justifying, it's not apology. You're not taking responsibility. If you're explaining, it's not an apology, and you're not taking responsibility. It's not. So he's not doing it. He is not doing it. And the only way, you got to make this father mucker squirm. Mm -hmm. So you got to write. You absolutely got to write. That's the first thing. Lots of letters. Get your friends. Start a campaign. Do it. Flood the phone lines at your MP's offices. And number two, buy a membership for the Ontario Liberal Leadership Race. It is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, just, you. you don't actually have to pay for it. Party politics is where the real action is. Fewer than 60,000 Ontarians made Doug Ford an option for 16 million of us to vote or not vote for. Yeah, pretty brutal. Buy yourself your membership and pick the absolute best candidate that can beat his ass politically. That's your duty. That's your duty. That's how you can make change. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Friendly, Beaver Grizzly Friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated, and we'd love to hear from you. So reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, on our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email at TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words and thank you ray girl again (laughs) why not also subscribe to our true north eager beaver media incorporated youtube channel that helps us out big time make like kit elaine and smash them buttons Mm -hmm. smash them they like it go ahead you 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 have the you have the buttons consent you can smash uh we can't do this We can't do this without your kind of generous support. I know you're looking at me again. Uh, so if you feel that we've done a particularly good show, if you're watching, you can scan the QR code that will uh, appear by Mr. Grizzly's head there. And uh, I just took it down. Oh, you just took it down? Okay, well, that I was just earlier. And uh, you can uh, use uh, right. your hands or your voice command to go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver to make your donation. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And again, to whomever's listening to us in Italy, who put us in the Thank top you. 100 again? <laughs> I, 
Thanks, Italy. Thanks, Italy. Yeah, you said, okay. <laughs> uh, we don't actually have a chat today, but we have a uh, James here talking to us privately. Goes he's in the green room. Button smash. <laughs> he's in the green room because he he needs to do a live right after this. So. <laughs> One name is Button Smash. Uh, button Smash. Uh, hello, Button Smash. You looking really cute today <laughs> from the Beaver Lodge. This is your eager Beaver saying. Until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there, so please be kind too and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, please, some words of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, hound the living hell out of Doug Ford's office. Hound the hell out of them. They can't block you. They are legally required to take your calls. If you call them repeatedly, if you write them repeatedly, they are legally bound to take that. Mm-hmm. Flood their zone. Make it, Flood their zone. Make it so. Let them know. Send so much email that their servers crash. Flood the phone line so that they can't take any business calls or any calls from their yeah. developer friends, for example. <laughs> um, you know, this, this is not a show, show up at the constituency office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess call Make and demand so. a meeting with your MPP. Yeah. Make it so. Make it so. You have to get in we their faces. Go. All right. Uh, so that's, those are the words of, Grizz, uh, words of wisdom. Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good news before we go on the Easter egg. If you happen to be a Canadian who is over 60, Health Canada has approved the first respiratory syncytial virus or RSV vaccine for adults 60 plus. So uh, it will be available this fall. So when you get your flu shot, when you get your COVID bivalent, also be sure to get your RSV shot. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. See you tomorrow, 9 a.m. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.